So for this week in Moab, we pick up on uh, a little bit of the lens of looking into the deep future. And I say deep, but 2030 is not, not that far away. The city of Moab embarked on a community-wide visioning and planning project throughout this year, 2022. And uh, the Moab Tomorrow Together project has been working on producing a future-oriented community vision and strategic action plan for the city of Moab, which has been uh, changing. Uh, not just the city of Moab as an entity uh, with representatives. I'm talking about the entire region. My goodness. The results of this process are going to set the framework for future land use and economic, social, and environmental decisions in Moab. So a kind of a big deal. A key goal of this process, of course, is to help the community articulate some tangible and intangible elements that, if lost, would fundamentally change the character of Moab. So we have Lisa Church, and I i guess we have some late-breaking news that maybe not. Maybe City Manager Carly Castle uh, might not be able to join us live today. But Lisa Church is here, here in the flesh, and it's so good to see you. You too, Christy. I haven't seen you in a long time. Gosh, it's been a long time, and, and we uh, are so great... Um, it's so great that we can. Uh, you have been working as the communications director for the city since when? Uh, it'll be five years at the end of August. Oh, my goodness. Okay, know. Time flies. Right? And change just sort of continues to uh, spin faster and faster. Yes, that's for sure. Since you've been there, even, we've had a couple of pieces of turnover that have uh, shifted the thing not just electorally you've you've had some uh crew changes there at the city that must have kept you hopping as a communications director Uh, we've had some some crew changes we've had you know just some sort of changes electorally as well with some new council members and a new mayor coming in this year um and yeah but things seem to be on a pretty smooth course right now so it's a uh very much to be celebrated because it is something that the residents of Moab have been barking about. Like, can we just have some continuity? And uh, and so it feels like it might it might be here, which is great because we need it now. Tell us about the um, trying to get on the same page about how we view our community uh, through this think tank project why don't you start us from scratch i know you've spoken it a little bit before but sure and uh, i'll give you a little background to start and then we can talk about the next step in the process that's coming up if that's all right with you sure you bet so the moab tomorrow together community visioning process is really it's something the city's never done before and we're really excited to be bringing it to the community now um, and it will result in we hope, a future-oriented and inclusive community vision and strategic action plan for the city of Moab. Um, As we all know, Moab is at a critical juncture right now, and we're looking for um, creative and unique ideas for how to best move forward. We really want to know what the people who live here and work here and have dedicated, you know, their time and energy and blood, sweat, and tears to the city of Moab want our 
city to look like in the coming years. And, you know, that's a pretty tall order, I know. Um, but interestingly, in the course of the community survey that we did way back in March, and we had uh, almost 800 people take that survey, which in Moab was, I, I have to say congratulations to everybody because that's a really awesome number for us. Um, and then we also did a think tank process, which was a two-night, three hours each night um, workshop, basically. And we had uh, over 60 residents who dedicated six hours of time to do that, and that was really heartening. Uh, but one of the things that uh, Future IQ, the uh, consultant who's, you know, organizing and, you know, developing this whole process for us, realized and one of the things they've said repeatedly now is that um, they've been really struck by how in the results of the survey and also the results of the think tank and then the visioning workshops that we did back in June, people sort of, even though there's a lot of talk about how divided we are as a community, people were pretty much on the same page in what they think our worst possible future might be and pretty much on the same page about what they hope our future might be. And so that's a very, it, it's more um, unified than these folks say they've ever seen in any community they've worked in, and they've worked in a lot of communities over the years. So that's been very interesting. I really recommend you, our dear listener, uh, to read that report on the Moab City website because it was a real exercise in visionary thinking. You could just see it there on the page, uh, putting it together scenario style, asking uh, 60 people from the community to join in these think tank sessions. You can even read the uh, interview questions and see a little bit more about the process. It's an exhaustive report. And uh, this group, Future IQ, look like they're really good about crunching the data and, and mm -hmm. they love graphs over there. They love all kinds of maps that they make do. it pretty <laughs> intuitive to read through uh, what Moab thinks of itself. and. Where you think you're going, you know? I also found not just a few common areas areas of value regarding Moab and its environs. You know, people care. That was one clear thread. Yeah, and I should note, so we have a link at the very top of our webpage. Um, it's called Community Visioning, and if you click on that, it will take you directly to the um, Future IQ project website. Or you can go directly to bit.ly forward slash Moab tomorrow together and get to that website that way if you prefer. And it really helps describe where we are now. There, mm -hmm. it, it sort of organized itself, this information, didn't it, with uh, into various focus groups. And yeah. the report goes through how you got to this distillation. But maybe you could help us because it's coming right up. We got to focus focus group session or two set for August 1 through 3. And uh, I, I, I want you to be sure and tell people so they can kind of self-identify. Sure. So those um, focus groups, which there'll be six of them actually, um, August 1st through 3rd. So there'll be two each of those days. And they um, will shape what 
the consultants call the strategic pillars of the community and our future for the community, uh, which will form the basis of the final Moab Tomorrow Together vision and action plan. And those focus areas are tourism, trajectory and economic diversification, affordability and equity, leadership and decision-making, environmental stewardship, housing and workforce, and community fabric and well-being. So we're looking for people who have uh, either a really strong interest in any of those six options or who have expertise, hopefully, in one or more of those options to sign up for the focus groups and participate. Um, and we expect in the focus groups, you know, much like the visioning sessions, which had, you know, anywhere from seven to 20 participants, you know, we expect probably no more than 20 participants, but everybody's welcome to come if they want to. Um, and then we'll also, this will all culminate uh, in September with a big community meeting where the consultants go over the final results of that as they begin to put together the actual strategic action plan. And that plan is intended to include really specific steps that the city can take and frankly our residents to towards creating a better future for everybody. There were so many things about the report that were revelatory. I bet uh, all the people involved, you spent an awful lot of time helping this project move forward, I'm sure, uh, discussing the results. How does this this hit you, Lisa, when you read through the report and you're looking at this reflection of Moab? Do you think it's accurate? I do, actually. I I, I don't think, if you read the report, I'm not sure people will find that, you know, the hopes for the future come as much surprise to to them. You know, if they've lived here for a while, they're probably aware of the many crucial issues that we have going on right now, like housing. And, Combined, all at once, you know, fever pitch. Wages and yeah. all that stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and tourism, the increase in tourism over the last, you know, what, 10 years or eight years or something like that after the uh, Mighty Five campaign started and brought lots and lots of people here. Um, I mean, we already had growing tourism, but it really did significantly increase at that time. You know, the housing issue for most people is still, you know, one of the major hurdles that we have to overcome. And, And you may know that the city and I believe the county as well are you know, we're always looking at things we can do in planning or, you know, steps we can take to try to help improve the situation for people who actually live here. Um, And you probably also know that, you know, sometimes the steps that we start to take end up um, creating some consternation up at the state legislature. So, well, we are what we are what we are. Right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, self-agency is a community to uh, sort of drive its future a little bit, to mm-hmm. reach its aspirations and 
give good care, that showed up as a value mm -hmm. for us to be able to build a sustainable something like this. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I am most interested in, I mean, I've lived in Moab for 27 years, and I'm really very interested in steps that we can take to try to, you know, reweave our community fabric, mm -hmm. you know, and feel like a community again. Because one of the things that, especially people in, in the survey, especially people who have lived here for a long time, and some, some folks, you know, for a lifetime, um, talked about, you know, feeling like they've lost or are losing the sense of community that Moab has. And interestingly, people who had lived here for a shorter period of time felt like there was a great community here. Yes, and I noticed that. Because I they it found each other. One of the of, more you know? uh, interesting yeah. um, observations is mm -hmm. that you could notice a pretty clear line about what uh, – we could just say that old Moab identified itself in its responses mm -hmm. uh, about what has been lost community-wise. Yeah, and I don't know if there are clear words for what people feel like has been lost. You know, that's I, I think defining that is a little hard, but um, I, I do think that one of the things that we as a city would like to do is, you know, create or work with our residents to create that sense of community again, you know, because it's important, right? I mean, it does, it matters. It really matters. I mean, you live in Castle Valley where there's, you know, it's small and there is a sense of community. I don't know if that's changed a lot over the years or not, but. Well, uh, I would say that because everyone that lives in Castle Valley, does most of their neighborly business in Moab, and they run into each other in town. <laughs> it's, right. still, it's still Moab matters mm -hmm. and what happens to it, not just to residents here, but sure. to the world that we have worked so hard to alert that we exist. <laughs> exactly. Now, now they care, <laughs> and uh, there are manifold threats. Did they use a kind of SWAT, like a... The situation, the opportunity, the threat, it's this language for determining and assessing what the bright spots are, what the doom spots are. Not exactly, but they did have a sort of, you know, continuum in two different directions, and people kind of plotted out where on that continuum their, basically their doomsday version of what Moab will become would be, and, you know, their most idealistic version of what Moab would become would be, and their realistic version. I mean, it was interesting. And of course, as is typical in probably every community, there are some people who want, you know, sort of total autonomy to do what they want, when they want. There were a lot of people who want to see, you know, stronger government in terms of helping the citizens, you know, in terms of housing and things like that. Um, it's an interesting, it's a very interesting read, and it's way more complex than I can sort of describe in a few minutes, but I do really strongly encourage everybody, as you said, to go take a look at it, and, well, and it I might inform this. You know, yeah, their participation I, in, in one of the focus groups as well. I really think so, because it will make sense uh, when you read through it, and you go, oh, okay, I can see why uh, 
for instance, I have an interest in arts, where would I go? This community well-being. So it's sort of been organized yep. in this way that it would make it easier for you to, uh, dear listener, um, sort of self-select about where you can weigh in. And it's not too late to weigh in, even if you were not part no, we're of the think tank. Actually, you know, we are um, right now like in the real push to encourage people to sign up for the focus groups um, and help develop these strategic p- pillars for the community. So if you just go to that um, link on our website at moabcity.org at the very top, the community vision and link, or go to the um, bit.ly forward slash Moab tomorrow together link, you know, in your URL. You can, um, you'll see where to sign up for the focus groups there. You'll see what the fo- which focus groups there are. And we really, really want input from the community. So I really hope that we'll see, you know, a strong showing for those. Because it's important. I mean, this is, this is your chance as a resident here, your chance as someone who loves Moab to have a say in, you know, where we might go in the next 10, 20, 30 years, you know, how, you know, we can move forward and how we can move forward together. I mean, that's the important part, right? Otherwise, we don't truly. Right. As evidenced in a lot of places. Well, of course. <laughs> and, and you know, as people get busy and, and, you know, with as busy, the busy lives that people who live here have, you know, often working two and three jobs and, you know, running from place to place, you know, to just to, you know, make ends meet or improve their lives in a lot of instances. I, it's hard, I know. And I know giving up 90 minutes of your time is might seem difficult, but I really hope that you'll find a way to do that. I hope everybody will who's listening. Well, partly because, you know, we we say, hey, where's the planning and zoning on this when we wind up with a current problem? And we look back at so-and-so master plan when people 20 years ago, even 40 years ago, were trying hard to envision what Moab could possibly look like. And I'm going to say the Moab we have today was beyond the wildest dreams Uh of the success of what people were aiming for when it was like, we need to let everybody know we're here, and it's great. Come. Uh, such an investment was put in on yeah. the problems we're grappling with today. <laughs> we, no, it's true. And, you know, the, we have infrastructure that's 60, 70 years old. You know, we have, we have a lot of things that have sort of are expensive to fix, the, and people don't understand that sometimes. You know, they're expensive to fix or replace, and yet they have to be done at some point because we can't keep putting, you know, waiting, kicking the can down the road, as people say. So. No, in fact, uh, I was going to ask you a little bit about getting to the preferred future because there's one place in this wonderful Moab Think Tank report. Again, uh, you can find it at uh, lab2.future.iq.com or just go to the Moab City website. Yeah, and, just go uh, to our website and go click digging the for it. community vision link. It's faster. But uh, there was overwhelming alignment among the participants that Scenario B, which is locally driven future, represented what everybody most wanted. They wanted us to be able to kind of have a little bit of say. Mm-hmm. Um, by 
2030 on these basic pillars of agreed upon action, right? Something solid right away. Yes, and you know the plan, the written plan that will be, will be finished um, in sometime in October or early November um, will include some specific steps and action steps for the city to take, for the community to take. Um, and you know, this is a long process for sure. And uh, you know, not everything can be fixed in a year. I mean, it, it took a lot of years to get where we are today, and not everything can be fixed immediately, but it's a, a sort of guideline for how do we start, you know, making those changes, and what are the steps we need to take to do that. It looks like the one that was most universally uh, accepted, I suppose, was the B. There were three scenarios, A, B, or C. And this sustainable tourism uh, choice is seen as the way forward in order to meet the needs of the community and even enhance the experience of visitors. I'm reading from the report right now, mm -hmm. page 29. Moab is well positioned to achieve this with intentional intervention by local government, state government, and those who benefit from tourism, such as outdoor recreation and uh secondary industries, hotel industries, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, sustainable indicates living with limits or imposing them. Did it, did, well, it indicates saying this much growth is too much growth. Yes, it could. It seems like that in anyhow was one of the um, markers on that, uh, wonderful map about what people's concerns are, both the speed of change mm -hmm. and um, the amount of growth and some of the downsides of that, such as noise, right. environment, so that we can save the community. So this is the sort of thing that a focus group would tackle. Uh, yes, um, it is actually, you know, this area of tourism trajectory and economic diversification. I mean, that's exactly what that particular focus group will be, you know, uh, among other things, will be looking at, as will, you know, some of the others as well, because affordability and equity and community fabric and well-being are, you know, those things are all, uh, all six of these focus group areas are really kind of all tied together, if you think about it. You know, it's just that some people may have more expertise in one, one part of that than in another. Um, but it's, you know, they're inextricably tied to one another. Indeed. I was looking at how uh, individuals framed certain aspects of what their concerns and the things they appreciate about Moab. And I thought, oh, these are all completely intertwined. You can't, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the environmental concerns and the affordable housing and all of it right so and pay equity and you know community fabric I mean all of those things are they're all part of all of us I, I guess is how I would put that one of the things I found very interesting in reading this Lisa Church thank you so much for helping bring it to the listeners today 
but arriving at a point of consensus amongst community members, they marked it as very important to the visioning process as it serves to provide a sense of cohesion, balanced solutions going forward. Uh, and, and this is one of the things that's always been kind of spicy in Moab is uh, this notion of cohesion, uh, consensus when they say, yeah, it's actually a very divided community. Uh, at least that's what some of the respondents were saying. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Um, so here we are again with this like, well, you better get along. It's just you guys. Well, and it's important to understand that in these kinds of processes, really in, in life in general, right? I mean, when you have folks who have differing points of view, but they still have things in common, you have to get to the things in common. And, and nobody's going to get everything they want. But the idea is to figure out what those really important things are that people want and more often than not most of us have those in common if not all of us you right. know we may articulate them in different ways and so we think that we're at odds with one another thank you i i agree i agree completely uh but still important to have those conversations yes. i was just reading a article this morning of a pioneering economist who says that there is a mindset that that really typifies some of this stuff of the planning and visioning from 20, 40, however many years ago, even here in Moab, Utah, and that is a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. A growth mindset has really uh, framed much of our visioning efforts and in the face of so many of the threats and concerns that the public has mentioned in this report, uh, like this economist, he says, um, yeah, maybe that mindset should be reframed into something like equilibrium. Mm. I like that. Equilibrium rather than growth because we think that economic growth leads to higher standards of living, lower death rates, and so on. Um, also, there's some sort of higher or deeper wiring about uh you know, this sort of imprint to grow. Um, and yet, and yet there are serious difficulties with this uh, mindset. We'll see <clears throat> if it shows up in the focus groups. Yes, I, I'm really curious to see, you know, what kind of meaningful conversations the different groups have and how the consultants, you know, parse that out into um, you know, meaningful steps forward. You know, it's a, you know, it, it's not an easy thing to build a community vision, you know, especially in a, a in a place where, you know, not only are we folks who live here together, but then we have all of these visitors who come in every year. And, you know, a lot of the work that gets, a lot, gets done is to take care of the visitors, you know, but we also need to take care of each other. It's one of the reasons why I love winter. And I know a lot of people that are um, really into a, a steady stream of uninterrupted employment here in Moab, Utah. 
uh, don't always appreciate. Um, but there is a sort of mending, and it's when the community can do cohesive things and come together culturally and True. have a bit of a rest and self-care. So, yeah, I mean that shoulder season, you know, has shrunk considerably. I mean, when I got when I moved here in 1995, I think it started in late October and didn't really pick back up, and you know, the tourism didn't pick back up until early March. So there were several months of that sort of, you know, take a deep breath. Take and, a breath, yeah. Now, it doesn't mean people didn't struggle during that time, but, um, you know, they also, I, I think a lot of folks who live here, like, did take that as a way to, you know, take a few steps back and relax a little bit and prepare for, you know, what was coming in a few months and enjoy the time they had you know, with themselves and their family and their friends. and Make it a little bit more humane and yeah. um, the thing that people say they're missing. Right. So it seems like there are some solutions that are sort of community behavioral choices we could make to improve how life is lived here in Grand County. I believe a lot in the creativity of this community. True. And uh, it is a very creative community and a really unique community. You know, we are diverse in in certain ways here, um, and becoming more diverse over time. I think. I, you know, one of the, you know, hurdles with you know that sort of longer downtime is you know people know where Moab is now. <laughs> no. And so it doesn't really matter whether we're, and I should point out the city doesn't advertise Moab for tourism. You know, that's actually the job of the the county and the um, travel, council. travel council. But, right. you know, it doesn't matter even if the travel council were to stop advertising completely for those months. I mean, people would still be coming here now. I mean, we're yes. seeing more and more folks, you know, during those months every year because they've discovered, too, that it's quieter, Right. And this is why it's no longer the shoulder season, but the chip on the shoulder season. Right. Uh, for those who are, you know, just waiting for that time to come. Now, it is always a chance when I don't know who's calling just to put people on the air, but this is what's going to happen today right here on KZMU. Hi there. You you have actually called KZMU. You're live on the air. How are you? I want to say, of all the adjectives and the things you've used to describing where Moab is, I want to say thank you to the folks involved for putting in, getting started, the bike path to Spanish Valley and beyond. This is a big deal. It's going to make a difference. Some of these developments are for our own good, even if we share them, aren't they? Every development that goes in along that road should pay for that bike path. I am so glad that you called. What's your first name? Lester. Lester, thank you for calling and knowing that you could. Always had to put a sidewalk in front, even when they didn't connect anything. So the bike path wouldn't be anything different. Well, our transit issues and how we share the road and at what decibel level this was one of the real points of uh, common concern on that report. So, yeah, no doubt. Thank you. Thank you, Lester. 
You are listening to KZMU and a dear old chum and professional peer, even up here at KZMU. We used to discuss the uh, points of the day through the Time Stop 5 and then both uh, sort of expanded our professional realms a little bit. And um, it's been a good thing and so great to come back and circle around and kind of do the same thing, bullet point some of the stuff that matters with you. For sure. And, you know, again, I really would just like to encourage everybody who's listening and tell your friends and your family too. go sign up for one of the focus groups coming up in the first week in August. Um, they're 90 minutes. Uh, three of them are at noon at the Grand Center. And uh, two of them are at 4.30 at the Grand Center. And then um, the final one on Wednesday the 3rd is at 4.30 at City Hall. Or, I'm sorry, at the, at the mark in the dance room. So, because the Grand Center wasn't available. We <laughs> would have just had them all in that place. So, they're at the conference room at the Grand Center. So, it's a nice sort of intimate space for folks to, you know, meet and sit and talk. And, you know, sometimes we look to the future, but through this sort of uh, revolving door of the past, it's a little teaching moment for people that are maybe new to the community and don't know what I mean when I say get a hold of Lisa at 5121. But when I say get a hold of Lisa at 5121, you are to assume these digits, 435-259-5121, and ask for Lisa. Also, uh, over there at the old email trail, it is lchurch at moabcity.org, I do believe. Yes, or communication at moabcity.org. Either one of those come to me. Fantastic. Why don't we just quickly repeat, August 1 through 3 is Mm -hmm. the actual uh, sessions for the focus groups. Mm -hmm. And is there a deadline for uh, signing up for them? We'll accept signups right up until, um, you know, the morning of August 1st if, um, you know, people are running a little late. Um, But you will need to, I mean, it would be ideal if you sign up. You could just show up, but it would be ideal if you actually signed up. Then people can plan a little bit. Yes, Hi, you've called KZMU. The show is This Week in Moab. I'm Christy with Lisa. Who are you? Hey, Christy, this is Newt. No way. (laughs) This is... Nuclear Ned? Hey, Moab is doomed. The horse is out of the barn, and they're trying to close the door. Uh, I think it got lost when the travel council, without even a buy your leave or howdy do, over uh, advertised Moab before Moab was even ready for the hordes that showed up. Yeah, that's uh, one of those one of those criticisms that we sure hear as if the horse is out of the barn. Uh, and well now it's like Moab is overcrowded and overrun. Some of them should go someplace else to have their fun. Some of them will be forced because uh, they can't afford to live here. So, yeah, that's what this sort of focus group thing is all about. Well, what do we do now, you know? Well, it's uh, a lot of people have already uh, become homeless that have lived here for 20, 30 years. Yeah. Uh, I have to wonder, uh, would the girls have been murdered had they not have been homeless? 
Mm. They were workers in the industry, and uh, uh, they had a tent up there, up on the mountain, because they did not have a residence. It really is heartbreaking, and equity is one of those pillars. You know, an awful lot of people join you, according to this report. They care a lot about that, because what kind of community is it if it's uh, got that much inequity? Uh, well, I'm, I remember back when, you know, uh, this was more village than a incorporated town. Hmm. Uh, it took a village to raise a child, and all of us pitched in. You know that with Rio. All right? <laughs> How many influences did she have in her life growing up? Hmm. A village's worth. I'm, I'm honored and, you know, happy to say. We do. We rely on one another. And um, it is so good to hear your voice. Um, it's interesting you say doomed because that's actually one of the words that they use that everybody was like, let's avoid that area of this map. If you look on the report, there's like, this scenario will bring doom. So, you know, there are people that care a lot, Ned. I just use that term because well, I don't see any way that Moab can digress or they go backwards to become again what it used to be. Yeah. No, all we can do is uh, work with what we have. Maybe, maybe influence the direction of our change, perhaps. Yeah. It would have been nice, though, if that travel council had worked with the city uh, in regards to how many people can we handle, uh, how much growth, how quickly. Uh, uh, see, here we have all of this infrastructure cost, and but they have plenty of money for advertising for more people to be hailed to come on over. Uh, it's uh, a balance needs to be struck somewhere here, and I don't see enough dialogue with those powers that be. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to check in with Lisa. I don't know if she heard all of that, but oh, she's saying no, she didn't have the cans on. But listen, I think that those are the questions that they're trying to. It sounds like they're trying to tackle with these focus group actions and so if you can oh my nuclear ned oh nuki find find that report and see if you are encouraged by what people said i'm encouraged to uh, look at it read and you know maybe offer some direction but uh, i'm kind of in a rather large uh, plan on my relocation because uh I'm going to relocate out of the country. Oh, out of the country. Where are you thinking? Oh, I'm going to move to Panama. Panama. Oh. Well. Dual citizenship. Then uh, I want to hear all about how that's going for you. And I can see, I can so see the appeal of that. Um, Although I really need to say, since you're on the air, we don't talk very often. Thanks for years of your personality on the air. Happy 30th to KZMU. Thanks for everything, Ned. something new 
I found out about down there being on the equator, there's very little fluctuation in the barometer. And that will relieve half of my pain a year. Ah. Uh, well, thanks for illustrating how powerful equilibrium is, Ned. We're going to um, open up the open up the line, hun. Will you call me back, though, off air? I'd love to hear more about how you're doing. Oh, or you can give me a ring. I'll uh, leave the number at the office. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Take All care. Bye-bye All right. And have a great evening, and thank you for your work. Thanks for calling. You too. Okay, bye. Yeah, so that was Ned Robinson, also known as Nuclear Ned. I can't do the bark like he can. We got a little <laughs> bit of a a little bit of a flavor there from old Nuki, who has been looking at the changes here for a long time, and uh, you know, is not the only one to kind of look through this glass darkly and say it's sure. just these are big problems we're trying to fix. They are. It's true. And it's going to take all of us working together to do that, you know, in whatever, you know, cooperative groups people decide to form, you know, in addition to just the city government and the city government. I know, I know a lot of people think the city doesn't care, you know, what our residents think and they don't, and that, you know, city officials or city staff are not interested in, um, making our community better but I, I can tell you after working for the city for five years what really is true is we are all part of the city we are all part of those city residents mm-hmm. and we care just as much and that goes from the elected officials all the way down to you know people in all the different departments I mean we're the folks who are keeping the city running but we we care what happens in the future we care what happens to our residents we really want to find some you know solutions to move forward in the community and you know just help us all find shared connections and work together for a common good I mean that's really what the purpose of this process is about there's so many opportunities that will have these secondary benefits if this process leads to greater conversations and maybe even a more cohesive message uh, up to state government for some of the problems and barriers to community that we're facing mm-hmm. stop at the state. True. Um, so it'll be fascinating to see what comes out of it. Um, thank you for coming and hanging longer than you intended, I think, Lisa. Oh, no, that's thank okay. you. And I, I will also say, you know, even if you don't live in the city, if you live in Grand County, you're welcome to participate in these, you know, because Moab is, you know, we think of Moab City really as all of this place. I mean, we all have the same zip code, you know. We all, So, you know, if you have a, if you live here, have an interest, and you really um, are, committed to trying to make things better then please come yeah come and talk to us if there's a future that's giving you nightmares show up to help everybody help us prevent it from it coming true that would be great exactly that's right put weirdly and negatively and there it is (laughs) yeah so go to moabcity.org click on that community visioning link that's up at the top of the page or 
If you're on your phone, you can click the little three lines in the upper left and it will take you to that menu. Click on community visioning, go to the website and sign up. Perhaps a little bit of an echo. Uh, it was like a habit. I was going to ask you what your <laughs> top story of the week is right now. It has to do with the growth of our community and how much we care, doesn't it? It does. And <laughs> it has to do with, you know, how we're going to band together moving forward, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I want to see all your faces there. Excellent. Including yours. Thanks, Lisa Church. Thank you.